Chapter 4 of Putting the Most into Life by Booker T. Washington. This recording is in the public domain. Recording by Andrew Kennedy. Industrial Efficiency and Aid to the Higher Life. It was Emerson who said that one generation clears the forest, the next builds the palaces. Each generation is very anxious to engage in the building of the palaces an ambition which is altogether laudable. But the forests must first be cleared, or there will be no palaces. And so it falls to the lot of every successful individual of every race and nation to engage at some time or period in their existence in dealing in a large degree with the industrial or material affairs of life. The forms of industry that occupy the majority of people in a civilized country may be classed under one of the following heads. First, and perhaps most largely, the production of raw material in one form or another. The second step is the manufacturing of these materials. Third, the problem of transportation and getting these products on the markets of the world and having them properly distributed and economically and wisely consumed. The production of cotton in the South presents a familiar example of all these processes. The growing of cotton is an industry largely in the hands of my race. In the second step, the manufacturing of cotton, the colored people have as yet little part. In putting these materials on the market through the medium of steamboats, steam cars, and their distribution through wholesale and retail establishments, colored people have diminishing interests. The lesson for all young people to learn in this busy industrial age is to deal with materials, whether at first hand in getting something out of the soil or as constructing or distributing agents, so as to increase the value of the material they handle and to make themselves more useful as individuals. The main source of all productiveness is in the soil, and the work of getting out of the soil all that can be gotten out of it has, in recent years, made agriculture an intellectual pursuit. It is very important to note the progress of the world during the last few years, when people have learned to put more into life by putting brains and skill and confidence into all industrial operations. A few years ago, the man who was going to be a farmer made almost no preparation for his work. Skill and intelligence were not considered necessary. But today, in every civilized country, there are institutions that have for their sole purpose the teaching of methods of getting everything possible out of the soil. A few years ago, the mining of coal, copper, silver, and gold was left to the most unintelligent, ignorant, and unskilled people. There was little thought or skill put into the preparation for this kind of work. Today, mining schools have been established in all important mining districts, and this industry has been so dignified that intelligent and skillful men delight to enter it. 
the same thing is true of forestry. Within the last few months, a chair of forestry has been established at Cornell University, where young men can learn all about the selection and cultivation of trees. The Department of Agriculture at Washington is spending over $2 million yearly in showing people how to take care of the forests. The world is making all the material products serve not as masters, but as servants, and servants in the sense that they are making people put more thought, more effort, more skill into life, and enabling them thus to get more abundant returns wherewith to enlarge and ennoble their lives. There are opportunities about us on every hand. The Southern Farm offers great opportunities to every young man who will use his talents. The idea that farming means plowing with one mule or digging the ground with a spade is fast disappearing, for this industry is developing into a high and dignified calling. Young women of maturer races than ours are making large economic successes in the raising of chickens, in fruit growing, in raising small berries, and young colored women should begin to get some of the benefits of these industries. But the chance of material success in connection with industrial life is relatively of less importance than is the chance for the individual to get development through the mastering of difficulties in the management of industrial operations. The mere mastering of these difficulties have made many of the captains of industry of this country. Poverty discourages many a youth who start out in the busy industrial world, but the fact that others have conquered poverty is an earnest that others, for centuries to come, will get courage and strength out of adverse struggle. The colored man starts out, it is true, with an additional handicap, but here is the chance for Negro youth to learn to turn disadvantages to advantages. A colored man born in poverty and an ex-slave owns today one of the largest tailoring establishments in one of the most prominent streets in the city of Boston. This man has learned the sweet uses of adversity and knew how to lay hold of disadvantages. His establishment is patronized by people who buy from him not in spite of the fact that he is a Negro, but because he is a Negro. The world needs men, be they white or black, who can rise on successive failures to useful citizenship. No person can enter industrial life without for a time feeling some days of almost complete failure, but mistakes and weariness begat confidence and experience. All industrial operations and material progress should be used not as ends but as means of making life more comfortable, more useful, and more beautiful.
the intelligent farmer as he plants and works and harvests the cotton must remember that the production of cotton is not the end of his effort every bale of cotton can be turned into books into opportunities for travel and study the man who grows corn must remember that the growing of corn is not the end of life but the corn can be turned into refinements and beauties of a civilized life and a christian home no one can doubt that the people who have built the railroads and constructed the great steamships that find country to country have added to the wealth and happiness of the world finally it must be remembered that the mastering of difficulties should bring poise purpose and vision i want every tuskegee student as he finds his place in the surging industrial life about him to give heed to the things which are honest and just and pure and of good report for these things make for character which is the only thing worth fighting for either in this life or the next end of chapter four